0: It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. That's the first down of the hole. 15-10. Five. Touchdown, Raiders.
1: Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio.
0: Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered. And brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack.
1: Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years.
0: Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lob to your corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown, Raiders. Gets An absolutely perfect pass, and Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, what's good? It's always a pleasure being in here for JT on his show on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM today. Not broadcasting from the Lotus Broadcasting Studios, but from Raiders headquarters. So thank you to Eddie Pascal, Marcus Padilla, Alexandra, the whole crew over here that set everything up to be able to be here on a day off of training camp for the players. There was no action on the field, but they will be back on it tomorrow. A good day off is always great for the body, especially considering that in one hour, we're going to be exactly 10 days away from the first preseason game for the Silver and Black in 2023. The Raiders and the 49ers, a former Battle of the Bay, will be going down with that preseason game, but I'm personally more excited for what will go down a couple of days before. When they have those joint practices here at the Intermountain Health Performance Center, that will be a great opportunity to see the ones against the ones, your starters against their starters, to see your defense being tested out against opponents that you might not have that uh, break as ready to just be stepping it down when you're getting close to the quarterback or the running back when you see Max Crosby being a madman on the field just running over people and getting over to touch the quarterback or touch the running back for a sack or a tackle for loss, respectively. There you have a little bit more leniency to get to the other guys. So, And also the competition. That's something that I've loved from this training camp since day one. What did Max Crosby tell us? That since day one, before they even started, Jimmy Garoppolo was talking, you know what, at him and at the defensive unit. And that has continued throughout the days that the players have taken the field, and I absolutely love it. Now, let's see what happens when you have opponents from another squad on the field, and especially a team that has been a rival for the Raiders for plenty of years. Of course... There's respect on the field, but at the same time, you want to be better. And the only way to be better is by getting that working, by grinding hard on the field, in the classroom, in the gym. And these guys are professional athletes. And guess what? There's going to be 90 players in each roster all the way through the end of the third week of preseason. Today, it's week zero. There's preseason action today in the NFL with the Hall of Fame game. So if you want to watch preseason action that doesn't involve the Raiders, unlike last year where the Raiders actually played in that game, the Jets will be playing the Browns at 5 p.m. You can catch that game on TV. So if you want to watch football, the preseason game, the first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game, it's always like everybody's into it. And then after the first quarter, it's like, all right, Let's go watch something else because I don't know many people on the field. Last year, us, Raider Nation, everybody involved in the silver and black, we were super excited because the Raiders had the opportunity to play in that game playing against the Jaguars. And then we were shocked with Josh Jacobs on the field. But then he got off the field and we got to see a lot of the new faces in the silver and black. Of course, the first game for Josh McDaniels as a head coach of the Raiders was in that game, so it was always interesting for the silver and black. Now, in my opinion, Jets, Browns, you know Aaron Rodgers isn't going to take the field. You know Deshaun Watson won't be out there, so it loses a lot of interest, but it's always great seeing guys in pads banging out and trying to to get the best out of each other and trying to win the game. And absolutely the most important part for these guys, trying to win a spot on a roster. There's a lot of uh, battling going on right now in every position. The Raiders, it's no exception, and the other day, the first day in pads uh, on Tuesday, that was a great day to be here at practice. Unfortunately, yesterday, I wasn't able to be here due to work responsibilities. I'm a freelancer. I'm part-timer, so wherever the money comes, I go, and yesterday, I had to other responsibilities, but I was here Tuesday, and man, I wasn't expecting them to go that hard, but that shows you what... Jacob Johnson said, the fullback, the day before on Monday, that it was the best day of the year, being able to put those pads on and being able to go full force and being able to just feel the contact elevate, feel the physicality elevate, the intensity increase. And that's something that football players, they thrive in, they enjoy. And it's a violent sport. It's a contact sport. And these guys, they're the best in the world at it. And some of them have experience, some of them them don't. Ask Michael Mayer. His first uh, 11-on-11s when he had to block on Max Crosby, that was his first real welcome to the NFL moment, in my opinion. But, hey, you know what? Having somebody in the level of Max Crosby in front of you, a pro bowler, should be all-pro player in the NFL, I still can't wrap my head around that. Uh, First-team All-Pro, in my opinion, Max Crosby. And guess what? It's just a chip on his shoulder, Raider Nation. So let's not sweat it. Um, Having that opportunity, it's just going to make him a better player. And Michael Mayer, we have seen him on the field catching great footballs thrown by him from the multiple quarterbacks that the Raiders have. We've seen him be a beast physically and mentally on the field. Now we needed this. Have him... Have, have him take on somebody in front of him that's one of the best players in the league and just be like, okay, kid... This is what you're going to be facing every single week. Maybe not as good as Max Crosby, but guess what? These guys get paid plenty of money to get through you, to get to the quarterback. So just like Michael Mayer had his welcome to the NFL moment, there were other players that had theirs, and there was also the opportunity to see Jimmy G go from a bad day on Monday to have a good day on Tuesday. And then yesterday, he was on a pitch count, so he three quarters through the practice, he was done for the day and I have absolutely no problem with that at the end of the day who knows best than the trainers in that locker room than the medical staff that are getting paid to do that to tell you hey you know what let's take it little by little and then after and then the best part it's like when you're playing a a baseball game you know what take a day off and then you have a day off tomorrow like today and you just stack them up And it's better than just having one day off and then having to be back in the building at 5 in the morning or 6 in the morning the next day. So the Raiders, they know what they're doing. The coaching staff, the training staff, the front office, they want to make sure that Jimmy G is at 100% when it matters the most. And we know when it matters the most. Week 1, that's when you want to have all your weapons at 100%. September 10th. 1.25 p.m. Pacific time in Denver, you want to have Jimmy Garoppolo in the best spot possible as a player. So that's what the Raiders, they're trying to do. So I want to move on now from talking a little bit of training camp to go to the NFL Top 100 list because players have been being revealed for the last couple of days and weeks now from number 100 all the way to number 21. And we hadn't seen a single Raider being taken in any of those spots that are exclusively voted by their peers, by players from other teams. But today, numbers 20 through 11 were revealed to the world on NFL Plus, which you guys can subscribe on. Very good service. Uh, and We got the first three Raiders on the list, and I'm I'm guessing the only three Raiders that are on the list, and it's pretty cool seeing Raiders ranked right now in the top 20 for what they did with the team the year prior. Devontae Adams, let's remember, last year, he was a Raider when he was revealed as number six in the list, but that was because of what he did with the Green Bay Packers in 2021, not because of what he had done with the Raiders the year before. So let's go with the Raider players on this list from lower to higher number. Mad Max Crosby. He went from last year being voted number 59 to number 17. So top 17 Mad Max Crosby. I like it. And he's only going to keep on growing. Devontae Adams. This I don't understand. I don't get it. Especially when you hear around the league and all the players just supporting Devonte adams like the great players that he is and just uh showing tons of compliments every time they play him he went down from number six to number 13 look i get it the raiders they won six games last year they didn't beat the world but you look at Devonte adams and he had yes less yardage but it was less than 40 yards compared to his last year with Green Bay in 2021. He went from 1,553 yards to 1,516 yards with the Raiders. But look at this, in less receptions so he went from 123 catches to 100 with the Raiders last year that means that he had a career high 15.2 yards per reception he had the second best output in touchdowns in his career with 14 touchdowns last season he had a hell of a year with the Raiders and he dropped spots in the top 100 and look I know folks are going to vote for Justin Jefferson I'm pretty sure he's going to be the top-voted wide receiver in the NFL Top 100 list this year. But I'd prefer having a Devontae Adams and the consistency that he has shown throughout the years since being drafted in 2014 out of Fresno State than a potential one-hit wonder. And look, Justin Jefferson, I have a feeling he's going to be a beast in the league throughout the years. But right now, I would still go with Devontae Adams. I hope Justin Jefferson is able to keep consistent. I met him at the Pro Bowl, not this past year, but the year before that, and he was the nicest player on the any of the teams. And he had had a great year. He went out there. He stayed with the fans from the beginning through the end, and I saw him go and sign autographs and take pictures with everybody. So I like it that players like that, they keep proving on the field that they deserve to be some of the best in the league. But right now, I'm like, come on, Tay. Dropped seven spots from number six to number 13? I don't get it. I like it, though, that you look over at one spot ahead of Devontae Adams, who got picked, Josh Jacobs, who went from unranked in 2022 to number 13, sorry, number 12 this year. Of course, he led the NFL in rushing last year, and that Deserves a lot of props, and that's why now the Raiders went from having last year Tay at number seven, Waller 58, Crosby 59, Jones 62, Carr 65, to having three players in the top 17 of the NFL's top 100 list. That's good. And I want to hear a quote from Mad Max Crosby. I asked him last month at an event here at the Intermountain Health uh, Sorry, Health Center? They switched the name. I'm still trying to get used to it, people. At Raiders headquarters, there was an event with Fanatics that he was a, an ambassador with, uh, playing around with the kids and having a good time with kids that were brought in and got swag and got to meet Max Crosby. And I asked him about it, about what number 59 meant to him, and if he even thought about it. Here's what Mad Max Crosby had to say. Number 59, does that have a meaning to you? Number 59? How was your ranking last year in the top 100? Oh yeah. See, I didn't
2: even, I didn't pay any attention to that. Uh, I appreciated the vote from the guys, but 59. I got work to do. Um, at the end of the day, I'm working for it to be number one. I don't care what it is. I don't care how long that takes. I don't care how long that marathon continues. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get there, and that's that's what I fight for every day. That's why I do what I do, and uh, I'm excited for that challenge
0: you see, he took it as a challenge. He was like, hey, I appreciate the votes, but I got work to do. And he didn't say, I should have been voted higher. He's like, no, I got work to do. And the best part was, instead of saying, I want to be a top 20 player, I want to be a top 10 player, he went straight to the top of the mountain. He said, I want to be number one. And that should be the goal for every single player taking the field. And look, I know it takes sometimes just natural, natural ability in a person's body to be a beast, but then you look over at a guy like Max Crosby who fell in the draft to the fourth round. Every single team in the NFL could have picked Max Crosby and they didn't. Devontae Adams, same case. He was a, I mean, teams could have taken him. He dropped to Green Bay. Josh Jacobs. He was a mid-20s draft pick for the Raiders. They have a chip on their shoulders. They're great players. Not anybody just make, can walk into a building like this one right here at Raiders headquarters and be an NFL player. They got to get the work in. And not only what your natural abilities are, are going to take you far. And Max Crosby, he told us during his media availability last week that he started his preseason, his offseason program way before last year. Still in January. Late January, he's been working. Right now, we're in August already. So that means he's been in business for a while out here, practicing, getting ready, while other players, other places, they've just been, hey, you know what? OTAs will come around, and I'll be ready for OTAs. Or mandatory minicamp will come around. I'll be ready for that day. You look at Max Crosby, you see a player in him that he wants to go from 59 last year to 17 this year to then potentially be number one and I look at his work ethic I look at the way he prepares I look at the way he's dedicated to this sport and heck I wouldn't put it a, a I wouldn't doubt that he's actually going to end up one of those days as number one he, he would actually be a player that I would bet on that he would be number one I can't I haven't bet in a long time but heck he would definitely be a guy and it's very for The Raider Nation, we're fortunate to have a guy like Max Crosby because he pushes the rest of that defensive line. He pushes the rest of that defensive unit. He pushes this whole Raider squad to want to be better, to be the kind of player that he is. When you look at him and be like, hey, you know what? He earned each one of those dollars that he got in that contract extension. If I put in the work, I could end up getting big-time money like that because you deserve it. Today, we got three guest lines up, lined up here for you on the JT The Brick Show. And I'm excited to have former Raiders puncher Leo Aragus, who still has the record for most punts in an NFL game. He will be joining me after the first commercial break. In the second hour, we have Super Bowl champion Raul Alegre former kicker for the New York Giants. He does a fantastic job on his Spanish website, Especialistas del Deporte. He covered the NFL as a color analyst for ESPN Deportes Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football for over a decade. We will catch, we will see what he has to say about the silver and black. And also Carlos Bojorquez, who is the Spanish play-by-play announcer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for the UCF Knights in the collegiate level, for the Orlando City S see in the MLS. Heck, I think I'm busy. That guy, he's calling games for three different teams in two cities. That's crazy, but that means that he's good. And yesterday... He got to call Orlando City's game against Miami in the League's Cup, so he got to call two Lionel Messi goals, and I need to pick his brain on that, on seeing what Leo Messi is going to bring to the United States, and also talk some football, because he is, of course, somebody involved in the NFL. So I appreciate you guys sticking around here with me on the JT The Brick Show today, Thursday, August 3rd. We will go to our first commercial break, and I appreciate you guys being here. We're live! Live from Raiders headquarters, Raiders HQ, the Intermountain Health Performance Center, where the Black Hole, you know they were showing up during training camp, and they have been the foundation of the nation with over 40 chapters worldwide. If you bleed silver and black and want to connect with other diehard fans, visit theblackhole.com. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Yeah, I mean, we're still just trying to get as many reps logged between now and the season starts. I mean, that's kind of a race to get better at this point of the year. Um, so, being able to go through these couple weeks here, heading into joint practice and preseason, all those reps are going to be uh, really valuable for us just so that we go into the season as comfortable as possible. But yeah, we're still building that trust, building that chemistry. Raiders punter AJ Cole speaking about the chemistry that he is building with his new long snapper Jake and Bobenmeyer who arrived to the Raiders in this offseason and we go from listening to AJ Cole the current Raiders punter to a guy that was the Raiders punter out here before um, of course Shane Leckler took over the position and Leo Aragus, every time I talk to you I always bring up you still have the record in the NFL for the most amount of punts in a game with 16. Does your leg still hurt from that day in 1998?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, I think I'm going to go ahead and get some workers' comp still off of that, that day. <laughs> you know, because after that day was definitely a, a sore sore week to make up for the very next week. But the funny part is, it's the very next week, after that 16-punt record-setting day, I went to punting zero times against I think it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the next game. So I went from the most punts to the least punts from one week to the next. So, there you go. Two, two so records. Yeah, from punning
0: go. the most to punning the least. Leo, it's Correct. always great talking with you, man. And uh, I got to ask you about the, these dog days of summer, of course, training camp. How hard are they from the perspective a, of a player, both physically and mentally?
1: Well, I'm telling you, I mean, it's something that you mainly want to prepare yourself to to come into and know that they're going to be those long days, you know, 12, 13-hour days because... All it is is just coming to, to, to do your job, work for the next two, three weeks, and then finally games start, you know, coming on and start t- start getting you ready for, for season-like, you know, type of mentality because once you come in and check in for training camp, you got to be mentally prepared. At the same time, hopefully you've been working on your body the whole all season. So when you come in there, you're physically, mentally, and, and pretty much uh, spiritually <laughs> be, be ready for the whole season to start.
0: Of course, and Leo Araguz, former Raiders punter on the line, with us here on the JT the Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty a.m. What have you seen from AJ Cohen the four years that he has been with the Raiders, where he just keeps on growing? He has been a Pro Bowler, he's been a first-team AP All-Pro, and he last year I think one of the most impressive stats out of the fifty-nine punts that he had, only one touchback. I mean, he's an oh, out of out of he was a cra- he's a crazy good player.
1: Well, I'm telling you what, I mean, when it comes to punters, all you want to do is be consistent. You know, be, be consistent, and if you can get better every year, more power to you. But at the same time, all you want to do is do your job, be consistent, and just be one of those players that is going to be you know, coming down to the line that's going to count on you. When they need that deep punt, they need that ball placed down inside the 10. Nowadays, it's no longer inside the 20. They want the ball to be placed inside the 10. So, you know, as long as you, you're consistent and you're getting better as you're doing it every year, you know, the kid's been doing great. He's been doing awesome for the Raiders, and, I mean, we, he's definitely a weapon.
0: You were out here with the Raiders for four years. You had three different head coaches. Consistency, how important is that for the current players that they get to have the same head coach in Josh McDaniels for a second year in a row?
2: Well,
1: like I said, you know, just having somebody there that, that you can start getting used to and start knowing their his system, you know, you start, you start pretty much making it second nature now. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of hard to get established when, when they do change coaches from one year to the next. And so when I was there, like you said, I, I had three three different head coaches. So for just the players in general, you know, man, more so the quarterback, you know, trying to learn a new system every year is pretty hard. But just to have, you know, McDaniels back for the second year, you know, the, the, the second year should be a turning point for the Raiders, you know, where where the guys are already gotten used to this coach, you know, his system and know his, his – uh, and imagine him in the sense of what he's going to be doing when it comes down to, you know, third down and 20 or, or fourth and one, you know, everybody already knows what the coach is pretty much uh, capable of doing. And so it's definitely a plus when you start getting that, that rhythm with the same coach year in, year out, you know, give, give him a, a year or two to get together and, and good things just started happening.
0: What do you think about Jimmy G from a player's perspective as you that have been there has done that? What do you think about Jimmy G coming into uh, the Raiders locker room and being the new voice replacing the former quarterback for the team, Derek Carr?
1: Well, again, you know, the fact that, that there's some history there with him and McDaniels, you know, also, you know, the, the fact that Tom Brady is also going to be in the house You know, you're going to have familiar faces where, you know, you get comfortable instead of trying to establish a, a, a new face with a new team, a new coach and, And, you know, in this case, for for Jimmy G to come in and him knowing McDaniels pretty well, you know, I I feel it's going to be a perfect fit. And I'm looking forward to seeing what type of chemistry they have and and see what they can do for the Raiders.
0: By the way, before I keep talking a little bit more about football, I remember seeing a picture of you in the Latina magazine about the Uh papi chulos in the (laughs) NFL. And I'm like, yo, Leo Aragus was Jimmy G before Jimmy G was Jimmy G. Can so I share I'm that picture where, on now. Twitter, Leo? Uh,
1: I, I it's around somewhere, but yeah, I, I was uh, one of uh, Latina's first Papi Chulo's edition back in '98. Um, I was uh, the the football Papi Chulo, the NFL Papi Chulo version, and so if you look at that picture, you can see a little bit of Jimmy G in there, you know. So if Jimmy G wants to, you know, play the role now as Papi Chulo, he, you know, I'll pass that torch over to him.
0: It's cr- it's crazy. I posted a video the day that he was introduced by the Raiders, and I still get tons of likes and comments on Instagram about it. It has like a quarter million views. I'm like, well, all right, I'll post a lot of Jimmy <laughs> yeah. G then. That's that's what the ladies like. <laughs> you
1: think I was about to say you have a lot of lady followers,
0: huh? It's, it's
1: crazy. I'm going to
0: post and comment on that. Leo, I was, you Big would be
1: guy, so, so hopefully his looks are playing as well. You know, uh, His playing will be as good
0: as his looks. Hey, so far, so far, it's been happening. I know you follow a lot of what the Raiders got going on today. It was released uh, by the NFL Top One Hundred. The NFL Top One Hundreds, number eleven through twenty, and the Raiders got three players in that list: Max Crosby, oh, number seventeen; Devontae, number thirteen; and Josh Jacobs, number twelve. How cool is it to see the oh, Raiders that's being that's awesome. uh, rewarded and being put out there in the spotlight for what they did with the team?
1: Well, I'm telling you what, you know, we have we have a, you know some key players. And if they all come together and, and and have a great season, you know it's going to be a great year for, for the Raiders. And so I'm looking forward to it when these guys are, are, are coming out there and doing what they're doing, and they've been doing it. I mean it's just a matter of time that all things start working, you know, in, all, in all cylinders and you know, all start working for our for our you know tables have got to turn, and hopefully a turn for our, for our favor. And hopefully this year you know we'll, we'll produce some great great wins for the season.
0: Of course, and I gotta ask you about Alumni Weekend. Last year, I heard you had a blast, and I, it was great being able to meet you in person, to have you in the broadcast booth, and do a pregame interview with you. It's happening again in less than two weeks, in ten days exactly, oh, yeah, in thirty minutes. How excited are you for that?
1: Well, we're looking forward to it every year to come in and you know see some of your old buddies, you know some of your old teammates. You know, it's kind of great. You know, the Raiders have always had. It. Had a great following of fans, and just having to see some of them and, and, and mostly just being to have that camaraderie with, with the teammates. You know, you come back, and, and you definitely, it's a blessing to be around you, you and, and all the staff there, the alumni, all the Raiders staff, and the players. And, and, and it's a great little situation where we come in and, and uh, get together and, camaraderie and just have the camaraderie of players and, and the fellowship and the friendship. And so, it's definitely nice that the Raiders do this for, for us, and, and we definitely look for Forward to it every
0: year. I gotta give out, give a shout out uh, to the International Football Alliance. They announced you as uh, the specialist coach for a tryout that they're going to be happening going down uh, on August twentieth, very soon. How, uh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Well, it's a it's a league that that, that is trying to start up in, in Mexico. We have teams in Cancun, Tampico. I'm not sure where the other two Mexican teams are going to be in, and that's going to be a team in, in El Paso and in Dallas, and so. Uh, I was named uh, the specialist consultant type coach. Um, so they're going to have some combines. I think they already had one in San Diego. Um, and so they decided to bring in a, a kicking specialist to come out there and, and help out with the, the kickers and punters. And so I'll be evaluating some guys, and uh, we're, we're having that tryout in uh, or co- uh, the combine in Dallas um, uh, August 20th. And so I'm coming in as a kicking coordinator and just uh, – you know, giving my two cents worth on, on kickers and punters and specialists.
0: That's always great, being able to give back to the sport, and especially like a league like this that has teams both on the, in the States, in Hispanic communities, and also in Mexico, which is obviously a Latino country with a lot of folks that look and talk like us, right?
1: Definitely. I mean, you talk about football fans, the NFL fans in Mexico, that's why the, 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 the NFL always has a game in Mexico City, because you know the following there, it's 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 so great and and they know their football. I'll tell you that much, you know. And, and they have lots. We have lots of Raider fans in, in Mexico, and so when when the NFL that, they know that's an untapped market. You know these these uh, Mexican leagues that start up, they they have some real good players out there, and you know they love their football. Their American football, that is.
0: Leo Aragús, former Raiders puncher, a man that is still in the NFL records book. That Not a lot of people can say that, Leo, so congratulations to you. I remember oh, I in that. the interview that we did in the booth, I asked you to tell a story about Fred Belenikov, and you were like, oh, man, which one can I tell on the air now? taking advantage that I'm at Raiders headquarters today, I want to ask you, and I'm looking at a picture right now of the three Vince Lombardi trophies that the team uh, won over the years. Do you have an Al Davis story that you can tell us in your experience of knowing Mr. Al Davis?
1: Well, you know, Mr. Al Davis has always been, um, for me, it's definitely a blessing because he's the one that brought me in when nobody else would take a look at me. Uh, He took a chance on me, and so... That's why the Raiders have a special place in my heart because of Mr. Davis. Him uh, giving me the opportunity to go out and, and play for the Raiders and, and be part of the family, you know, it's definitely something that I will always hear, hold dear and, and close to my heart. Um, the very first time I ever met Mr. Davis, he walked in after my tryout, looked at me straight in the eyes, and he said, Son, you're the best player we've seen in a long time, but you don't have any NFL experience when you have to go with a veteran. So they picked a veteran over me. They picked a guy by the name of Rich Camarillo. Um, so two days later, Rich Camarillo blows his growing out, and I'm, I was back at in South Texas substitute teaching, and I get a phone call again. This is before cell phones and all that. I got a phone call on the landline, uh, and uh, they brought me in, and, and I was able to perform because I went from being a substitute teacher one day to being a NFL starting punter, Monday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs in in Oakland, and so. Uh, definitely something that I'm always going to remember is him walking into the into the players' locker room there and telling me I'm one of the best clump putters he's seen in a long time. So uh, for him to give me the opportunity to be part of this family, man, it's always been a blessing.
0: How about that? That's a hell of a story right there from Leo Aragus. You were one of three Raiders punchers that season, but you were the only one that returned for 97, 98, 99, and you still played in the NFL for three more years. So always much respect and admiration to you, Leo Aragus. I can't wait to see you out here in Las Vegas in less than 10 days, man.
1: I'm looking forward to it, brother. Definitely, um, hopefully we can get a little cold one.
0: There you go. Absolutely. I will, I will, I will break my soberness because I, I don't even drink much anymore. But with somebody like Leo Aragus, a legend in the NFL that has a record in the NFL, that absolutely calls to getting a modelo out there whenever there you, you come into town. Have a
1: beer with a puppy Chulo.
0: There you go. Perfect. I'm going to post that picture later today on Twitter, Leo, and I'm going to put it next to a Jimmy G picture and see, be like, yo, this Leo was Jimmy before Jimmy was Jimmy. That's the caption. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Leo Araguz, I really appreciate you taking the call today here to talk with the Raider Nation on the JT The Brick Show, Raider Nation, 920 AM. And fans, if you spot him out on the street in Las Vegas this week, the weekend of the game, please ask him for a photo or an autograph. He's always a great guy. Thank you, Leo. You, yes, sir. Thank you. There he goes. Leo Aragus, former Raiders punter. That was a great story, talking about how Al Davis brought him in after his tryout, complimented him, but at the end of the day was like, hey, we got to go with somebody else. But you know what? I'm a man who believes in destiny. I'm a man that believes that if you are meant to be somewhere... You will get there as long as you keep working your tail off, as long as you keep dedicating to your craft and being able to be ready for that opportunity. That's luck that's when preparation meets opportunity, that's luck. It doesn't just happen miraculously. You have to be ready for those opportunities. And Leo went from being a substitute teacher one day to being in the NFL playing on Monday Night Football a couple of days later. Why? Because he was ready. He was able to play in the NFL for a total of seven seasons because he was ready. And now he's helping grow the sport. And you know what? As a Latino... We don't see a lot of people out there on the field uh, even, heck, reporting. I was talking with Paul Gutierrez the other day. I'm pretty much the only person covering the Raiders in Spanish out at training camp. I wish that was different. I wish – The TV stations in Spanish or the radio stations in Spanish requested to cover the Raiders and be able to put more content for the Spanish speakers out there in the Raider Nation, in the United States, in Las Vegas, but also worldwide. There's a lot of folks in Mexico. I've been doing uh, content in Spanish since I I knew that I was going to be broadcasting Raider games back in 2020, and people are hungry to hear about their team every single day. So I try my best to be that guy, that person that puts content out there, but I wish there were more. Talked about the same thing on the radio. The Latinos, they talk a lot about soccer. Well, let's give them football and they will get into football. And seeing a guy like Leo on the field, that's great. Heck, for me, it's pretty surreal that there's a guy with my last name playing football right now professionally. When you look over at New Orleans Saints uh, offensive lineman, Cesar Ruiz, I was like, yo, there's a guy that has my same name. I was joking around over, uh, joking with Omar Ruiz last Saturday here at Raiders training camp. I was like, "Yo, how crazy would it be if you, I, and M.J. Acosta Ruiz get to do a segment one day together?" He was like, "Hey, let's interview Cesar Ruiz." I'm like, "Yo, that would be." too many Ruiz's in one spot, and I love it. So let's keep on growing the sport. Thank you to Leo Aragus for calling in today uh, to talk about Raiders training camp. We have two more guests lined up at the moment. We might be adding a third one a little bit later, but I will let you know Raul Alegre, another Latino put, uh, kicker. He was a place kicker for the New York Giants, Super Bowl champion. He has covered the NFL extensively for over two decades. We will pick his brain about the silver and black. Carlos Bojorquez, he calls the Buccaneers games in Spanish, but also calls Orlando City SC's games in Spanish. That's the pro soccer team in the MLS that played against Center Miami yesterday with Messi scoring a brace once again. You heard Leo Aragus. He wants to get a cold one next weekend, and if I am going to drink a beer, it's going to be Modelo, because Modelo is an official cerveza of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. Modelo, rooted in the hearts of the raider nation drink responsibly imparted by crown imports chicago illinois let's go to a break and after it let's talk defense let's talk turnovers because there's a quote machine out here in the raiders robert spillane and i want to hear what he had to say about stealing the football from the his their opponents you're listening to the jt the brick show on raider nation radio
2: the JT the Brick Show with today's guest host Harry Ruiz. Uh, Just you know looking at it from the totality and um, those are hard decisions we've talked a lot about that you know he's a guy who's played in this league and done some good things and um, just you know didn't didn't feel like it was going to end up working out here and just want to you know if he's going to have an opportunity to make it somewhere else you know doing the right thing there and uh, brought Jacob Hollister back in. We signed. We re-signed Jacob Hollister. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things that go into that. Kicking game, etc. cetera. Um, you know, but OJ did everything we asked him to do here. He's a great teammate, and uh, wish him the best.
0: Head coach Josh McDaniel speaking about OJ Howard, who got cut from the Raiders a couple of days after training camp started. I mean, when you look over at what... Austin Hooper and Michael Mayer have been doing a training camp. You got a feeling they got those one, two, two, one, whatever order you want to put it, um, the tight end spots, they got them on lock. So O.J. Howard, with this cut, it's pretty much the same situation as last year with the Silver and Black when they let go of Demarcus Robinson, a veteran wide receiver who had played in Super Bowls with the Kansas City Chiefs. That was it with the Raiders, but that the Raiders looked at their wide receiver room and they said, you know what, we're going to let him go. Let him look around the league and hopefully he can get a spot elsewhere. Unfortunately for O.J. Howard, since being picked in the first round of the NFL draft, you were never able to see him just pop the way that a lot of people thought he was going to do as a prospect coming out of the University of Alabama. Wish him well. Hope he does great, but it won't be happening with the Raiders but I'm insisting, the Raiders, they know the talent that they have in the building, in the position that has been of one that has uh just been spectacular for the Raiders. So for the last couple of years, you look at a guy like uh Darren Waller, you look at Jared Cook before him, and they've been productive players for the Raiders. So let's see if they can get that next big Raiders uh, tight end, big target on the field for the quarterback now, Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's talk defense, though. Right now. And of course, it's been a spot where the Raiders have struggled throughout the years. Where you've seen an offense that has put points on the scoreboard, but a defense that has allowed more. You've seen flashes here and there, like at the end of the 2021 season, where the Raiders made the playoffs. Where we can all make the argument that the team was able to maintain themselves in some of those eight games during the winning streak because the defense was keeping it up, because the defense was keeping those. As closed games. Now that unfortunately didn't happen much last year. Despite having a star on the field like Max Crosby, you can't just rely on one player like you do in a sport like basketball. Heck, you can't even do that in baseball no more. You have Shohei Ohtani, the best player in baseball. He can throw a complete game shutout, but if nobody scores runs, guess what? They're going to go to extra innings, and then they're going somebody's going to win, and it, there's a chance that it's the other team. So. Football, it's the sport where you need a full team the most out of any sport in professional sports. You need 11 guys in the same page. You need 11 guys doing their thing on the field. And if Max Crosby is the only one doing it on defense, that it won't be enough. That won't cut it. And a spot where the team can definitely improve is on turnovers. Look at the number of turnovers the team has forced over the last six seasons. In none of them have they forced over 17 turnovers. The last time they had more than 17 was 2016, when they had 30. Remember that season, 2016? That was fun. You had players making plays. You had the Raiders having 16 interceptions. You had the Raiders recovering 14 fumbles. 30 turnovers forced. A plus 16 turnover ratio. That's, I mean, heck, that's the only time they've had a positive turnover ratio from 20, from 2004 until now. Next best is a zero in 2008 where they had the same number of turnovers, 22, then turnovers forced, 22. So if you're able to have more turnovers that you take away from the opponents, then giveaways, that's a great start for your defense. And Robert Spillane, one of the new Raider players in that locker room, he has been a quote machine since the day that he was introduced to the Raiders. He's somebody that when he's speaking, I'm listening a little bit with more attention because I know that we will get great quotes out of him if you make good questions, of course. And first, we're going to listen to his mindset when it comes to turnovers. Here's Raider linebacker, Robert Spillane. It doesn't
2: happen by accident, I always say. You don't accidentally become an NFL linebacker, uh, undrafted player going on year six. It doesn't happen by accident. So it is that intentional mindset. It's something that you think about during practice, after practice, when you're at home, first thing you wake up in the morning. So you kind of live that life. It's all you, you're consumed by it. And that's something that it... That brings you to that next level.
0: Absolutely. That's what you got to have in the back of your mind. You're always trying to be that ball hawk. What happened yesterday? Marcus Peters, a guy that would have been the Raiders' leading interception getter in five of the out of the seven years he has played in the NFL. This guy, he's always looking, over, looking for ways to get to the ball. Pass breakups are cool. Interceptions, they're game changers. Same thing. A tackle for loss is great. A fumble recovered is even better. So you have to find a way to change the game. And defensively, of course, three and outs, they work. They get you the ball back. Difference is the other team is punting it 40 to 50 yards down the field, and now you got more ground to cover. If you get an interception, if you get a fumble, you get the ball right where the ball was at. At times, it avoids teams from getting points. If they're in field goal range and you pick a ball off, you punch it out of somebody's hand and you get it back, they ain't they ain't scoring points. So that's pretty much plus for you. So turnovers, they're a huge part for the Raiders. And I'm looking right now at interceptions. Heck, the last two years, they've only had six interceptions, the Raiders have. Last time, double digits, 2020, they only had 10. Last time they had more than 10, you got to go back to 2018 with 14. So the team needs to find ways to do that. And at practice, you start seeing that mentality from the players and bringing in somebody like Marcus Peters that has that hunger to get the ball off of somebody else's hands. That is going to be huge for the Raiders. Can you imagine him being able to feed information, to feed knowledge to a guy like the Wolf? A meek Robertson, to a rookie like Ja'Korian Bennett, even to somebody like Marcus Epps, who was a starter for every single game the Eagles played last year all the way through the Super Bowl, that is going to be fantastic for the Raiders. Let's hear another quote from Robert Spillane now about the importance of the turnovers.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean... Uh- Every, Everybody, every position coach is talking about it on the defensive side of the ball. Every position coach on offense is talking about taking care of the ball. Football is the name of the game. That ball is gold, and I always say when you're running with it, you're running with the hopes and dreams of the team. When you get a chance to get an interception, you are changing the outcome of the game. So um, we're always looking to do that.
0: Yeah, and Rob Spillane also said something along the lines of, if you are a linebacker and you get 100 tackles in a season, there's a shot that another team is going to want to sign you, right? But if you're a linebacker that is out there and you provoke five-plus turnovers in a season, that's the kind of guy that stays in the NFL for years to come for long term, not just thinking about getting a contract, but he's a guy that teams are going to want to sign him for big bucks for multiple years. And that is your end goal. So that's the perfect time when the individual goals end up helping the, collect- the collective goals. And that's something that's huge for the Raiders. You hear Chandler Jones when they ask him about his goals. His goal is to make this team better. Does that mean 10-plus sacks if he gets them? Yes. If he doesn't get them, he's affecting the game in other ways. What about, like, you look over at Max Crosby's stats that I'm going to pull up right here. Remember his rookie season, double-digit sacks for a rookie that we were like, okay, Eastern Michigan, we don't hear about those uh, that the, the, that conference's teams much. We didn't have him on our radar, but, hey, boom, 10 sacks. Because he had seven sacks in 2020, did that mean he was worse? No. Because he didn't get double-digit sacks in 2021, did that mean he wasn't elite? No. Look at what he did the following year. Why? Because he kept grinding, he kept doing his job, and sooner rather than later, those sacks arrived for the Raiders. So it's just keep making plays, keep doing your thing, and that's what the Raiders need to do. I want to see those fumble recovery numbers raise. I want to see those forced fumbles raise, and I want to see those interceptions just keep on improving for the silver and black defense. They win championships, and the Raiders need to get a championship defense on the field. Year two for Patrick Graham work needs to get done let's go to another break we're broadcasting live from raiders headquarters out here in henderson nevada the Inner Mountain health performance center after the break we will have raul alegre join us all the way live from austin texas let's go to a break you're listening to the jay to the brick show on raider nation radio